1: Let's talk defensive keys to victory. This one will be a little more positive overall. Yeah. So let's see how this goes here, right? So number one, you had Can to I just stop say something run. overall? Yeah. Actually, sure. I'll
2: say it at the end. Because if I say it at the beginning, it kind of gives it away. But yes, I'll say it at the okay.
1: end. Okay. Okay. Sounds good.
2: So number one was stop the run.
1: And and you kind of went into detail about how a Caleb Williams led offense, you would think it would be the opposite. It would be stop the pass. But they've been good in stopping or in, in running. You had the to football. make them one dimensional. Yeah. They had to. Had to make them one dimensional. And you know, you kind of gave the stats that USC was four and oh. They were averaging 192 yards a game. Their last two, where it was touch and go there for a little while, overtime game, things like that. They were averaging 120 yards a game, four point two yards a carry. In this game, Brian, they ran for 103 yards total for 2.8 yards per right. rush.
2: 2.8. So, and if you look at their two backs combined, so if you take out like there's a there was 44 sure. lost yards from Caleb Williams for for losses. If you look at the two running backs, however, the two running backs combined for 73 yards on 19 carries. USC came into this game after they so even though USC didn't run for a lot of yards coming into the game, they were ranked 55th in yards rushing per game at 168.2 but they ranked 6th in college football in yards per carry at 6 yards a carry hmm. the two running back the top two running backs combined they had another running back came in late the two running backs combined for 73 yards on 19 carries that's 3.8 yards per carry that includes i didn't take out the 31 yard touchdown run i left that in there Sure. If you if you do take out the third, oh. in the, and I'll explain why, uh, that, that that matters. But if you take that out on the other 18 carries, they average 2.3 yards per carry. Now, the reason I take that out is because sometimes you're going to make a big play, but if you can continue to stop a team over and over and over and over and over, then you're going to have success. Their, they, their receivers are partly why they even got the yards they had. They had a... Zechariah Branch had 17 yards on two carries and Taj right. Washington had a 10 yard run on like, so, I mean, you couldn't right. get anything going between the tackles couldn't yeah. get anything going. And, and then the, the 31 yard touchdown run was a, like a option play where they got outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, think about what they did in the box. Nada.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. You need indeed.
2: The fall season is incredibly busy for me, which makes it hard to spend the time needed to make healthy meals and live a healthy life. If you have the same problem, you'll want to try Factor, America's number one ready to eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared, dietitian approved, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time eat well and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. I've had factor meals and I'm going to continue buying from them, especially with this special discount for IRS breakdown listeners with factor. You skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and prepping and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality. You need factors. Fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back to crushing your goals. You can choose from 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all ready to eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish50 to get 50% off. I've tried it. I'm sticking with them. You should try it too. So that's point number one. I go check, you go check, right? Oh, huge check. Yeah. Read the first paragraph to number two because these two things kind of tied in. So read number two, then read that first paragraph because it ties in perfectly why the game plan was so effective and why these two things are such... I mean, these are check pluses.
1: This might be, number two might be the biggest check of the night, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Uh, This is a check
2: plus plus.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. So number two is get Caleb Williams out of rhythm. It says Notre Dame needs to shut down the run game primarily with its defensive line. That unit must control action and dominate the USC blockers. If that happens, it could also lead to that unit putting pressure on Williams, which is another
2: key to success. I don't want yep. to pat myself on the back too much, but I mean, I, think <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know that I've ever been more spot on with <laughs> keys than those first two. Right. Like, seriously. But it, it's, they build together when the D line dominates the run game, rarely exactly. does it do nothing in the past game. Rarely. Right. It's just the nature of, if we're attacking, we're always attacking because right. if I'm trying to beat you up field on a first and 10 and it's not a run, I'm keeping going to the quarterback, baby. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and those two things play together. I mean, they, so keep Caleb. I've never seen Caleb Williams this out of sync ever. Never. I've been watching this kid since he was at Oklahoma. Never. And I've never seen it like this. Well, he he had six Even against like Oregon State last year and Washington State last year. Right. He's never looked like this.
1: Right. Six interceptions his entire career, right? And he had three. At least his USC career, excuse me. Yeah, last two years. Six, on six his USC like career.
2: Five, 600 attempts, right? Something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. He had three on Saturday night, 50%. You know what I mean? Like he upped his, he, he upped it 50%. three in the first half. Right? Exactly. So yeah. The game was never over by this the time they made
2: adjustments. No. He,
1: he's never been this rattled no. before ever. And you could tell it he was getting super frustrated on the sideline yeah. and he's, you know, from the whole jump. Thing. Yeah. From I mean, jump. Yeah. He was so out of rhythm on this one. So, you know,
2: you know, I, you know the best part? Check plus, plus, plus. So I went back and watched the TV copy the other day. Yeah, I did, Sound I did Off By the way.
1: Oh, I Lincoln Riley.
2: It. We've been using this. We've been using this analogy a lot. The whole thing for Miracle because it's such a great, appropriate oh, scene. It is. How many times did you see Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley talking on the sideline and they just had this like, I, I don't know what to do. The, the, yeah, they were place. like, I, uh, I think, what am I supposed to do? Right. They're, we don't. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where that guy came from. Like I, I, how how did zero even pick it off? He was back here when the ball was snapped. I don't know how he picked it <laughs> off over here. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't understand what happened. You know, and then Lincoln Riley just kind of had this—I uh, don't know what to he's tell you. He kind of had this deer in headlights look most yeah. of the night. You know, that's what a I mean? guy that's been a head coach for seven years. He's in his seventh year as a head coach, and he's a primary play caller. Yeah, you know, and um, that was it. fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Yes, because you no know my feelings that. on Lincoln Riley. I am not a fan. Yeah, but I, I really mean, Vince, it. check plus on number one. Check plus plus. And the only reason it's not a check plus plus is because of the thirty-one yard touchdown. That that's can't give up that big play. Why. I mean, can't give up
1: that big play. They they didn't leverage very well.
2: Yeah, it was actually a really good. I mean, sometimes that's one of those tip the cap calls. Sure. You'd been hitting them, beating them inside, and they just did something to get it outside. They got you out-leveraged. I
1: mean, right. It happens. I mean, how often do you see them run speed option like that? I mean,
2: it's... Yeah. I mean, you know, that they stole a book out of Louisville's playbook last week. That's true. I mean, That's basically Watch, what watching, they
1: did. Watching Jack Plummer try to run speed option, which was yeah. successful, by the well, way. Well, so it was actually painful, wasn't a
2: speed option. But... I, I I talked to somebody okay. on the staff about that. It was basically... Okay. It was kind of like a pitch. Oh, okay. Because they knew Notre Dame was blitzing off the edge. So it was like, let Notre Dame suck in off the edge and then just pitch it outside. So it wasn't gotcha. like a true speed option. Okay. It, it was meant be was be a timing mechanism. Yeah, it gotcha. was a timing mechanism. He was going to toss gotcha. it no matter what. All right. I and that was kind do. of what the play that USC did, although Caleb was more prone to, if they go yeah, wide, he couldn't tuck it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, for that sure. That was different than what Louisville did, but
1: similar for concept. Sure. Similar concept. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. That makes sense. that makes sense based on what they were doing. I mean, it makes perfect sense. So, number three, tackle, tackle, tackle. Tackling hadn't been good the last few games for Notre Dame. No doubt about it. I mean, frankly, tackling is an epidemic across college football, across professional football, across high school football. But it hadn't been good for Notre Dame. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this is a check, Brian. I, they made tackles in this game. They made tackles in the hole. They made tackles in the open field. I You're going to prove me wrong because it's what you do in this particular case because your memory is better than mine. I don't remember them missing a very obvious tackle in this game like I do in other games.
2: There was um, there was one play where Ramon Henderson took a bad angle, kind of missed, and the guy gained an extra four yards up the sideline. Okay. The other, the other "quote unquote" misses were Riley Mills or Javante blowing up a run and then just not quite being able to make the tackle as the guy went right by them into the arms of someone else and three other someone else's. Because they, they were that yeah. kind of plays. Those, yeah. They were that kind of misses, and there was a couple obvious misses of Caleb in the backfield. Those, that's where most of it was. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was point. it was that stuff. It okay. wasn't. It wasn't in space against right. Zachariah Branch it wasn't those type of missed tackles and and even but here's the difference between this year and last year number one we talked about it we talked about it last year we talked about during the summer we talked about during the week last week I want to see what the Notre Dame we didn't talk about this what would the Notre Dame pass defense look like against USC when it was healthy no Tariq Bracey last year no Cam Hart last year And you lost Cam the game before USC. So it's not like you had three games to prepare to not have Cam. You lost Tariq two weeks before, because I don't think Tariq played against BC either. So there wasn't, like, time to get used to not having him like you did at quarterback. Because if you remember, before last season, Cam Hart had a lot to say about USC, about how, basically, they better bring it. Remember, he was on the... um, the Inside the Garage Podcast. Oh yeah, bring it because we're gonna we're gonna do some business. And Cam didn't get the chance to prove that. Yeah. So he's been waiting two years to get the chance to prove that, and he flat he, he flat did. shut. I mean, he they shut him down. Yeah. And so to me, when I look at it, Vince, that was such a big part because last year he was scrambling around and finding guys open down the field, and this year he wasn't able to do that.
1: Correct. He wasn't able to see, and the difference was he was he was able to keep his eyes downfield last year, mm-hmm. and this year his eyes were at the guys that were
2: in his well, face. And when he was looking downfield, there was nobody open.
1: Well, I mean, very he, good point.
2: You go break down the all twenty-two. He's looking downfield, and there's nobody there. But the the time to your point, the time he had to look downfield, right, was slim. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Vince. I don't know if you can see this. But it's actually hilarious. You're talking, and I can hear you, but you have been frozen for the last two minutes. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, blink, well, baby,
1: blink. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I, as I look now, the <laughs> connection is very low.
2: Okay, whatever. You, whatever I, reason. you can hear me, and I can hear you. So yeah. that's fine. I just thought, and was I can fun. see you perfectly, by yes. the way. So, but, well, but, Cam, here's—I've always said—if you're going to talk in sports, <laughs> back it up. Yeah, for sure. Cam Hart finally got a chance to back it up against USC, and he did, and he backed it up. He's been and, backing it up all season,
1: Brian. And it's well, been... but
2: but this is you got to admit this is a different animal.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, I way I somebody, different animal. They, you know, Notre Dame has played obviously against Ohio State and those receivers, and now but USC and these way receivers. different quarterback, right? One hundred percent. But like, as far as the receiving core is concerned, like you could make an argument that. USC has the higher top end guys, but USC is deeper. I think you can Ohio make that State. argument.
2: Well, yeah, Ohio State, USC plays more. I'll still take Ohio State's fourth, fifth, and sixth receivers over USC's fourth and fifth and sixth receivers because it's Cardinal Tate, it's Brandon Ennis, it's Noah Rogers, it's you know, it's it's uh, Keon Gray's the kid from Arizona. It's those guys. They just don't play them as much as yeah. USC. They don't spread the ball around as much. But the other part is USC or Ohio State also throws to their tight end a lot more. That's true. Than USC does. USC you have barely even plays a tight part end. Part of that as well. He even yeah. barely plays a tight end. Yeah. Right. Well, he, yeah. and he had that. He, he was the only guy that really made a big play in the game. He was on that th- second and twenty. He caught that backside seam route where they un- they didn't That's cover him. But if you talk about usage wise, yes, USC uses a lot more receivers than Ohio State when as far as targets. But if we're just talking like comparing the, um, you know those type of things then a little little bit different. But a bit bottom different. line is
1: Notre Dame secondary has played very very well against both sets of receivers. Yes. And, very well.
2: You know. Well, and the difference here is they did a lot better against the slots in this game. They weren't giving up those free releases that they were inside. They were doing a much better job with that stuff, but here's the, uh, sure. the other biggest difference. Kyle McCord was able to get a lot more comfortable in the pocket than Caleb Williams was. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's, that's really part, part of that scheme. You you did not turn sure. D line loose against Ohio State. You did no. against USC. That's one you of our biggest complaints. Leonard. because here's yeah. the here's the crazy thing. Talk about stepping up in big moments. Um you have to look at it this way too, Vince. Is Notre Dame has been had has been at their best pass defense. I would argue against the two best quarterbacks they've played this year. And I, I mean, no disrespect to Kay, Kyle McCord. He did a heck of a job making plays in that game. I'm just saying like Caleb Williams and Riley Leonard are better quarterbacks than him right now. Sure. They did their, they played better against those two guys than they did Ohio state and Kyle McCord as far as getting after the quarterback yeah. and and it, and making plays in the past game. So, uh props to them and then of course i thought they did a great job against the best receiving corner country on the outside they gave up some big plays when it mattered and that's all that's what really i mean look you can they only caught this many balls and it was you know th- but they made you know a mecca made plays when he needed to that was the difference and that's why they won that game they never gave usc's guys a chance to do that and that was the difference so again you're gonna talk you're gonna run your mouth i'm all for it i talked a <laughs> lot of trash uh, you better back it up and the secondary has been doing that all year and they did that against USc and that's the best pass game they're gonna face this year combination of quarterback receivers scheme and they shut it down. so you know when you look at uh when you look at key number three events and and you talk about tackle tackle tackle, that was a big part of why you shut it down, man. and oh, then yeah. Caleb was making plays early but after like late second quarter and into the third quarter, they were getting to him because yes. there was always like he would make one guy miss and there was just somebody else right there to yeah. swarm him. That's the yeah. difference where last year's like one guy'd come and then another or one guy'd get free and he'd make that guy miss and everybody's chasing. In this game, however, he he would make a move and there was just somebody right there to, to take him. He couldn't even get right. out of the pocket in the second half. And um, that played a big reason, and that's a big reason why he was never able to get into rhythm. And, again, I've been watching this kid since he was a freshman at Oklahoma. He's a phenomenal talent. So I say. He's sure. overrated. No, he's not. No, well, he's really good. This guy's special.
1: Yeah, he's really it good. It just
2: speaks volume. when you And when you say overrated, you know you're kind of diminishing the job that the Notre Dame team did, right? Like, Right. Like, it was a master class defensively, and the tackling was a huge – because you could do everything that you did on Saturday. You could do the same exact thing, but if your tackling is like it was in recent games – they still would have gone down and scored on you because those couple of those plays and what do we say to Vince? you can't let the receivers catch and get going here's another thing right. the Irish have to do a good job bringing down the backs at first contact and and they must they they absolutely must limit yards after the catch in the pass game they did check and check yeah check and check I mean yep. they absolutely did that but just watching it, the reality is is they they just there wasn't a lot after catch couple right. here and there couple catch and runs and and a lot of that Vince I felt was in some of those late 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 half situations mhm is where a lot of that came from so
1: All right, last one, and this is a pretty easy one, and we've got stats to back it up. It says make stops, and you and I talked about this before the game started and when we were out watching the first drive, you know, obviously turning over on downs, interceptions, you know, turnovers in general, fumbles, and then also in this particular game, field goals we consider a stop because, you know, USC scores buckets of points. I mean, they're averaging over 50 points a game, right? And if you are going to slow them down, field goals aren't going to win them the game. You, you want to mm-hmm. see them kick field goals. And yeah. so if that's the criteria, they had 14 possessions, I do believe, in this game. 14 mm-hmm. possessions. And Notre Dame stopped them 12 times. So that means that uh, USC was successful on 14% of their drives.
0: 14%. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think that's a big check right there, Brian. I mean, they they stopped them. They either turned them over or they prevent or they made them kick field goals, right? So they mm-hmm. legit stopped them 10 times with either an interception, turnover on downs, fumbles, whatever, and then two of the possessions were field goals. So, 12 possessions that they stopped them. That's that's pretty good.
2: Here's USC's first 10 possessions of the game. First 10. Interception, punt, field goal, and that field goal drive, Vince, you had a –
1: It was 10 plays for 59 yards. Yep,
2: and you had a couple Notre Dame plays where they had some penalties, defensive personal foul, which gives them a first down on first and 25. Yeah. So interception, punt, field goal, turnover on downs, interception, interception, field goal, punt, touchdown, punt. They scored a touchdown on their 11th possession, and it took them five plays to go 18 yards. Right. I mean, it's a check. Absolutely. It's a huge check. You forced field goals. I mean, their first two scoring drives were field goals. Right. The first half. You had them to two scoring drives field goals. Three turnovers, a turnover on downs, three punts on their first 10 possessions. You're not going to get much better than that. You're no. really not.
1: No. And I and don't they, know
2: that they get to 20 if they don't have the long punt return. There right. was no you evidence they, they, they could do anything on that Notre Dame defense in the second half. Because as good as Notre Dame was in the first half, they were dominating them even more in the second half. Right. Because they'd clean up some of the penalties.
1: Right. Agreed. So Agreed. Agreed. Um, and, I mean, they had two 10-plus 10, 10 play drives. One ended in a field goal. One was a turnover on downs. Like, even yeah. the quote-unquote sustained drives weren't successful. Yeah, you know. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, the one turnover on downs, they had to convert a fourth down, and that that drive extended because remember they punted on that drive, That's right? And we got a and they ran into the into punter off sides or yeah, running into the punter gave him a fourth and one. Then they went they for went it, for got it. it. Yeah. So even on that drive, it should have been a punt. Should have been a punt. Yeah. I mean, even then, yeah. it's like, and then they had to work. This is the whole point. Make them go. This is always say. This is why limiting big plays is so important, right? Because that was an overarching thing. They had one big play the whole game. That's it. One, and it was a mm-hmm. touchdown, right? But here's the deal: Why is it important to limit big plays? Make them work for it, because eventually right. they're going to make a mistake. That right. that one fourth down where they stuffed them. You, they had ran a jet sweep for ten yards in the first play inside run for six yards second and four they're ahead of the sticks uh-oh 10 yards six yards second down stuff they ran an option play that barely got in the first down on third and four then you had an offensive um you had a defensive penalty on first and 10 then they ran an incomplete pass on a goal route to benjamin he broke up second and 10 they ran uh, a bounce play for seven uh xavier made the tackle third and three you stop them, you stuff them. Riley Mills, that's the play where where they ran a, a run and Riley Mills took the guard and drove them three yards in the backfield, forced yeah. the bounce, and then they rallied to it for a minus, right? You remember that particular play? Yep. That forces a fourth down punt. You run into the punter. They give you a fourth down. He does a quarterback keep for eight yards. And if Xavier takes a better angle, he might, might have got to him close to the sticks, might. Then they go, income, they go uh, first and 10 play action pass. Xavier breaks it up. Second and 10 quarterback keep. They get called for hold, the TD. They get called for holding yep. on that play. Ran a, a draw for 17 yards, which was a mistake by Notre Dame. It was a bad run fit to let him go for 17 yards. The third and three, J.D. stuffs them on third and three, get to fourth and one, and they stuff them. That's why you got to limit big plays, because eventually they're going to make a mistake. And that's what happened to to USC on Saturday. They limited the big plays, and they forced USC to consistently go on drives. And what you find out is that offense is geared towards being a big play offense. And if you make them go on methodical drive after methodical drive, they're not capable of it. Most offenses right. aren't against a defense like Notre Dame's. Most aren't. And, I mean, Ohio State scored 17 points. One of their touchdowns came on a 61-yard run. Right. You eliminate that play. We're having a way different conversation about no name in the playoff right now, even with the loss to Louisville last week. Right. My my, part about that, Ohio, my, my
1: my favorite part about that drive is it was 12 plays for 42 yards.
2: Yeah. And,
1: and they ate up sick over six minutes of clock. You got nothing to turn to turn it over. To turn it yep. over on downs. You know, yep. they averaged three and a half yards per play. And in it that, fell apart for after that. Because it was right. still
2: only it was still only 10 to 3 at that point in time, Vince. Sure. Yeah. That was a huge play. It was only 10 to 3 at that point in time. Then yeah. their very next drive, it was the Xavier pick. They got it to the two. The very next drive after that it was the Benjamin. Benjamin Morrison picks pick. him off. Yeah. And next thing you know, just like that. So after the fourth down stuff, USC ran seven plays. Four plays. Eight plays. Seven plays. Seven. Seven and for that, 20 and, yards. and and it went from ten to three to twenty four to three,
1: just like that, just yeah. like that. And Notre Dame only ran six plays and scored two touchdowns. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. That that's just the reality. That's the turning point in this whole game, right? And you want to know why I, Notre
2: Dame didn't have a lot of yards? Those those three touchdown drives covered a grand total of sixty five yards. Their first exactly. three touchdown drives covered a grand total of sixty five yards.
1: Right. Because their the defense they're... gave them great field position. <laughs> their last touchdown drive was more than the first three touchdown drives combined. It was six plays right. for 68 yards.
2: So yeah. 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 So I think it's a big check mark
1: there for that last one, Brian.
2: Agree. Yeah. Agree. So I, I what I was gonna say, Vince, is I don't know that I've ever had a uh a keys to victory that was so like they nailed it. I don't want to say spot on because that makes it seem like I like I. It, it's not predictive. It's you're a football coach. You look at this offense. You know what they want to do. This is how you stop it. What I mean is like I've never seen a team, a Notre Dame team, just nail those four keys so well. I and mean, it wasn't just checks. It was check plus right. check plus plus check plus check plus plus. I mean, it was as spot on as you're gonna have. Yeah. When it comes to that, it was yeah. really 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 impressive man because
1: a lot of those things were things they needed to clean up you know yeah. over from the last three games you know oh, what i mean yeah. and they did
2: well and the tackling stuff has been something that they needed to clean up yes. since week zero yes 100 percent. and they did it did a great they, job of it agreed. before we do we did have two super chats vince before oh, okay. we get out of here let's just get to those here real quick and we appreciate those and then we'll uh we'll wrap it up all right, tomorrow. Trevor, Trevor Rocket from north of the border.
1: Thanks Trevor. Appreciate it very much. As Vince appreciate you jumping on the post game show Saturday night with the lads. Well done all around, guys. Nothing but the utmost respect for you all. Thanks. I appreciate Trevor.
2: you, Trevor. Amen. And just so you know, buddy, your wife is still in our prayers. So let me know how she's doing. Uh, hope hope everything's going well. Now we've got one from Aiden Regan. Thank you,
1: Aiden. Hey, oh, he's an OG here. Third year listening to IB. Brought my dad for our first time as a Father's Day gift, crazy atmosphere, special night, FUSC, skull IB, and go Irish. I think we have Aiden. a Vikings
2: fan as well in the chat. I think Aiden, would. I, I'm going to guess he's also a Vikings fan, that's right? A, probably that, a fair bet isn't that based, what that based means? on the skull thing. I think that's, yeah. Dude, how amazing. So like me and my dad had our first Notre Dame experience against USC as well. Mm. but it was 07 it didn't go well that year didn't go well so Aiden I'm so happy that it went way better <laughs> for you man than it did for me and my pops <sighs> on our first USC game that's uh, funny. thanks a lot Mr. Sharpley for that performance but uh yeah uh 37 nothing 38 nothing right I think 37 bad. 38 nothing something like that bad so I'm I'm happy that yours uh went a whole lot better than that one my the only thing I liked about that
1: game was the uniforms and I know that's even a controversial take yeah.
2: Well, just because, I mean, it was, it. it I thought they were kind of ugly for now, modern times, but like, sure. I love the sentiment of the throwback yes, to,
1: exactly. like, when major
2: league teams, and I, I don't know if they still do this, but when I would watch, they would like, they would throw, like, they would have the throwback where they'd wear, like, the 1900s yeah, uniforms. Yeah. Those are awesome. And like, I would never want to wear those ever. Like, they're hideous for, like, modern times, but they're awesome for that one game. Correct. You yes. know what I mean? Like, really 100%. cool for
1: that one game. The old timey stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So,
2: that's gonna do it, buddy. Why don't you take us out of here?
1: All right, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us for another edition of IB After Dark, a Monday evening edition. And uh, for our, our for our pond for the review, these are always the good ones to review. I'm telling you right now, the ones that, that Notre oh, Dame no wins, I, I like reviewing those. I was so I fired life. up
2: tonight, man. Two days are still late, <laughs> and we're still. I'm still getting
1: excited and seriously no doubt about it. I mean, yeah, exactly. So I was watching during my break at school today and I'm texting Brian, you know, "Uh, this is great. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, so make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, that notification bell, because normally we do these on Sundays and now it was Monday. So, you know, got to be notified folks. And then make sure you, uh, you know, give us a five-star review, leave us a review, you know, whatever, that'd be great. That'd, That'd be a lot of fun. Share with your family and friends, everybody. So, We want to thank you guys for joining us on Monday evening, and I will do that, Tyler. It's time to get some shut-eye because these kids aren't going to suspend themselves tomorrow. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) For Brian, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.